This is an audio story for the digital edition of Landscope magazine. I'm Leanne O'Rourke, and in this episode, we visit Western Australia's Marmion Marine Park. It's a beautiful spring day just north of Perth. I'm sitting outside the Marmion Angling and Aquatic Club, which is also known as the MAC. The waves are rolling in, people are swimming surfing it's an absolutely gorgeous spot and I'm told that under the surface here is beautiful too. This is the site of the Mac Dive and Snorkel Trail which is a collaboration with the Department of Biodiversity Conservation and Attractions and today I'm chatting with Marine Park Ranger Misha Bradshaw. We look after the marine parks within the metro area so this entails uh, Marmion Marine Park, Shoalwater Islands Marine Park, Karnak Island Nature Reserve and a few reserves in the estuary and marine parks in the estuary and it's a super varied job so it can be anything from education and interp such as the the dive trail that we're talking about today Uh, it can be to infrastructure compliance um, anything anything and everything related to the marine park and another big one that we do also is wildlife management so um, alive and dead when we get carcasses wash up on the beach or if we get entangled whales, for example, we'll respond to those. So Marmion Marine Park was West Australia's first marine park and extends from Trigg Beach all the way up to Burns Rocks. And within Marmion Marine Park, it's a high visitation area. We have a lot of users using the marine park. And there's a few different zones within each marine park which allows people to enjoy, but also helps us to protect and preserve uh, this special environment. And one of the things that makes this place, place special is the marine life as well. So what's actually under the water that, um, you know, standing on the beach here we may not be able to see? Yes, yeah, so that's where uh, it was a great initiative from the MAC to put these informative plinths into the water which can give an educational trail to your novice snorkeler or swimmer up to your experienced diver. And it really gives um, the user the experience of looking for all the little nitty-gritty critters that they may not be aware of and also just give those messages of, of uh, why we want to protect this environment. So the MAC Trail is a great way that people can actually learn about what's under the water uh, because it's so diverse. So my name is Sean Murray and I'm head of the dive section at the Marmion Angling and Aquatic Club. Well, this is probably the perfect spot to uh, come and enjoy the perfect sunset in Western Australia. Um, The club's been here for 65 years and has a very long history of uh, community and of uh, fishing. And the boats used to launch from here. Uh, It was pretty tough in those days because uh, there's a lot of reef which was quite dangerous. And of course um, that was probably the main reason they initiated the establishment of the Hillary's Boat Harbour because it was so difficult for the boats to come in and out of here. So fairly recently there was a a dive and snorkel trail which was established here. Can you tell me a little bit about um, the history of that as well? Well the idea was uh, conceived back in 2004-05 by uh, the dive section which was under the leadership of Paul Hillary at the time. Uh, But of course one had to consider all the impact it would have on the marine park and so there was quite a lot of due diligence done in terms of the, in, to ensure that the uh, ecosystem wasn't harmed in any way. Um, and then uh, slowly but surely 
plans were put in place to set up the actual trail. Uh, last year, finally, the last plimps were in, uh, installed with the help of the department. So you find lots of ledges and caves where you'll, we'll, we'll find uh, you know, your, your crayfish, your abalone, um, and then you'll find Port Jackson's sharks and uh, wobbegongs. But then there's lots of other fish like herring and uh, uh, moorwongs, tarweens, sweeps, um, lots of macro fish as well, nudie branch, sea dragons, um, which you can come and see. So the diversity is incredible in such a small area and you'll see most of them um, if you, if you uh, come here regularly. Yeah, we had great fun. We, we, we swam around, we sort of went from plinth to plinth trying to make sure we could find our way. It was a bit hard because it was a bit murky. We, we didn't pick the best day, uh, even though the conditions looked really well. There was still a lot of sort of uh, drift seaweed floating around and it wasn't, so it wasn't as clear. But um, we managed to find all the plinths and then towards the outer edge, not, not caverns I suppose, but little caves under the, under the reef, and you can, um, you can get amongst those and the fish are you know, all swimming through at one time. It's, a, it's quite good fun. The trail attracts divers and snorkelers as diverse as the marine life itself, from school groups to regular club members, or marine botanist John Huseman, who is also curator of the Western Australian Herbarium. Which means I'm sort of responsible for managing the uh, state's official collection of dried dried plant specimens, of which there are about 815,000 of them in the in the WA herbarium. So it's a pretty substantial collection. Yeah, I think most people when they hear about the herbarium, they just think of of plant life, terrestrial plant life. No, no, no. We've got we've got. Big collection of marine plants. I mean, you know, there's well, I suppose about twelve thousand, thirteen thousand species of terrestrial plants, but there's equally, you know, three, four thousand species of marine plants. A lot of the um, the taxonomy of of seaweeds is based on fine structure. So, you know, I, I mean, I would have the the collections, and you can see sort of red boxes there of pressed plant specimens. Um, but a lot of the a lot of the fine a lot of the uh, the taxonomy is based on fine structure. So, I nearly always have to cut sections of the plants and look at them under the microscope. Um, seaweeds, you know, they do they do have sexual reproduction. So, but they're not sort of, you know, very impressive like flowers would be. And you can't tell obviously structure of things like you might do with a flower. With a seaweed, all you'll ever see is you know maybe a, you'll have to cut a section of it and you can find like egg cells and things like that. And it's a very very complex life history, but it's um, it nearly all has to be done under the microscope. Not a lot of it can be done just you know observing things in in the in the wild or just from a, the, the large specimen. So here I've got uh, I've got two microscopes. One with one that's sort of a, a, for general photography and and not. Um, not high magnification, and then the more sort of scientific one, which sort of has the high, higher magnification when we look at the slides. So tell me what you've got here. I can see some um, little slides that have some red sort of uh, hairy-looking things. What are they? Okay, these, these are actually potentially new species. Um, there's one, one particular group that forms these little tiny little wiry things. They look hairy, but they're actually wiry. Well, you know, we are subtle, subtle differences for the taxonomists. Um, and there's, I've been doing a study with a group um, from Korea, and they do a lot of um, DNA sequencing on these groups. This group is particularly interesting because it's one of the groups where they get agar from, so it's potentially a commercial product as well. Some people think it's a strange thing to be, uh, you know, to have a love of seaweeds, but yeah, I don't know. I'd, I have a love of the marine environment, and seaweeds is a, uh, is a, I suppose a, a, a good topic if you want to, because they're nearly always there. I don't think I've ever been in the water and never seen and, and not seen a seaweed. 
One place you will find a lot of seaweed is on the MacDivan Snorkel Trail, but there's a lot more than that to see as well. We have a trailhead that uh, is placed for people going past, which they can have stop and have a read. So it gives a bit of a background of the trail uh, and it also gives you some really important safety messages. So we just really encourage people to have a read of these and make sure that uh, they really check the weather and all their safety procedures as well before they, they actually go on the trail. We were very lucky in that we had artist Brenton C come along. He's got a passion for the, the marine environment and he's done an, a, a sensational job on, in painting the mural on the wall here. So all these images on the, on the wall are all, all creatures that you may see in, while you're out on your, your dive and snorkel trail. Uh, so we've got everything from your herring, your nudibranchs, octopus. Highly unlikely you'll probably see Australian sea lion, but they do, they do cruise past here every now and then. So the trail starts in about two metres of water and there's actually a a marker that sits in the water and that uh, shows you the start. From here you follow the trail out, so as mentioned we've got arrows on top of each of the plinths and the distance to the next. So you can follow each one, you don't need to do the whole dive or snorkel in one go, it's quite a big trail so you can always come back, find another plinth and continue your journey from there. But if you decide you want to do the whole one then it's 400 metres going in an anti-clockwise direction. And, uh, yeah, we really challenge you to find each one, each of the 20 plinths. It's a nice cross-section, I suppose, of, of just information about individual animals and plants and then processes as well, so the photosynthesis and also you know, warnings about touching blue-ringed octopus and you know, anything that might, might potentially hurt you. Um, yeah, and you know, looking for things that might be a, might be well disguised, like uh, like leafy sea dragons, which we didn't see unfortunately. I would have loved to have seen one because that's one thing that's on my bucket list that I haven't actually caught up with. So, and yeah, it's it's uh, it's a fairly fairly easy swim. The plinths pretty much take you in an anti-clockwise um, circle, and you end up back near the beach. And um, but the bit that I enjoyed the most, as I said before, was those um, those hollows or the the, the caves under the reef and you can just almost sit in one spot and the swim the fish would swim past you in in larger schools and dart around and then move back and forth move back and forth so it was this constant movement of of, um, of, of fish it was i think they were silver drummers and tawan all coming through so that that to me was probably the the most enjoyable part of it and i sat there for quite a while i think my buddy was getting a little bit bored because he was waiting for me to move on and i of course had my camera waiting for that perfect moment until all the fish all lined up exactly as they should have done I would probably challenge anybody, especially uh, your more experienced divers, if they can actually find a weedy sea dragon. So these elusive creatures uh, are here, however, they don't like to be spotted. They're very well camouflaged and uh, yeah, definitely challenge anybody to, to come and have a look for one of these guys. Uh, make sure you wait for a good day um, because it, you know, it is, uh, you know, it's an exposed beach essentially. And so if there's any swell at all, um, there'll be a it, it makes it a bit uncomfortable. It, it is. I mean, it's 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 not a uh, it's not a difficult snorkel or a difficult dive. But so much things are so much nicer when you know, the water is calm and the sea is clear. So, what about today? What are the conditions like today? Today, the conditions are reasonable. Um, there's not too much wind and the swells down. So today would be a good day. Uh, probably the only thing it would put you off is. 
water might be a bit cold, but if you put on a good wetsuit, um, anything from five mil up, you should be fine for a, a good snorkel or a dive. Are you going to head out there today? Unlikely, I'd love to, but unfortunately I have to get back to work, so that's not going to happen for me today. This audio story was brought to you by Landscope magazine, published by Western Australia's Department of Biodiversity, Conservation and Attractions. For more information and to subscribe to the print edition, visit shop.dbca.wa.gov.au.